Welcome in to a uh, Missouri edition of Pin It Deep, Miles. It is early Friday morning. We are right. up out, me and you, because we're getting ready for the Breeders' Cup. Um, how is Nashville? Well, I was going to say, we are not getting ready for Breeders. You are. I'm getting <laughs> ready for the, a day at the office at the 9 to 5. But, yeah, I've got the coffee in hand. Nashville looks nice and uh, nice weather this morning. A little chilly outside, but the coffee should help. Will you, be, will you be watching the Breeders? Um, I'm going to professionally say no. There's no EY. There's no EY uh, bosses here, I don't think. Uh, it may be a weird, like, every 32 minutes I've got to go to the bathroom and somebody keeps hitting their leg in the bathroom and yelling for some <laughs> reason, and then he comes back. Um, so maybe some scheduled bathroom visits, but no, probably can't be watching it all day. Fantastic. And uh, Brent, how are you? Yeah, Brent, you got to take yeah, take yourself off mute, Brent. Brent, how are you? Brent? Oh, not it. <laughs> well, he's not here, Miles. But Miles, people don't want to hear about Brent quite yet. They want to hear about the Missouri game. We go down to take on a Missouri team that has been a little bit all over the place. They've looked terrible at times. They've missed a kick to beat Auburn with, with our good friend, the thicker kicker, Mevis. They have dished it right up to Georgia and almost beat them. And then at times they've looked disgraceful. They got absolutely blown out of the water by Kansas State. Um, I don't really know what to make of them. What do you make of them so far? I'm with you. It seems like if you take the Kansas State game out, which was – pretty early in the year they've been in if not one every single game that they've had so it seems like they don't really know how to put some of the bad teams they play away um, but even when they step up in competition they tend to hang around and really get up for it um, so it's definitely going to be a close game this week I think either way I mean yeah so their losses so far besides Kansas State so Kansas State was 28 they've lost to Auburn by three, Georgia by four, and Florida by a touchdown. So, but they only beat Vandy by three points. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're just up and down as in every game they want. They almost want it to be close just to have fun with it. The good thing about that is, though, it's – it's. I can say this from an early Kentucky days of until you get over that hump and start consistently winning those close games, there's always that thought a little bit in the back of your head of, here we go again. Are we going to find a way to lose this instead of find a way to win one? And hopefully Kentucky can have the mental advantage over them this weekend in that aspect. I agree. There's not a whole lot of uh, there's not a whole lot of confidence, but uh, I also think that this is the game they set themselves for, Miles. This is this is their Super Bowl. This is their version of our Florida Tennessee rivalry. Probably not quite their Georgia. They put they still see Georgia like we do, maybe just a little bit out of our class, but this is their Tennessee and Florida game where they have to win this one. They feel like they should win it. They think they're as good as us. One of their players came out in the preseason and said this is their rivalry. Um this is the one that they want to get each year, which is interesting because it's clearly not the same for us. But it is the way that they set it up. We had Grant McInnes, who used to be on our special teams. He went to Missouri. He used to say to us he could not believe how much Drinkwitz would try and hype them up for this game and get them going and try and make them see how important this one is. Um, they were obviously able to beat us a couple of years back when we went down there. Um, and then we took care of them. I think we've taken care of them five of the last seven years or five of the last six years. So um, we've clearly had the wood on them. So I'm just... 
yeah, I, I'm worried a little bit about this game. What do you? What's on the line for us this game? What, what worst case scenario if we go down there and we lose? What happens? Or should I say up there? It's up there, isn't it? It'd be up and west. Yes, I think I'm sorry. slightly up, maybe. Yeah, yep. I think it's more west than anything. But yeah, um, it's isn't it actually really far from Lexington? I'll get to that. In a Six second. hour yeah. drive. Is it? Because yeah. it was the it was one I didn't realize when because we fly anything over like four hours, and I always thought we just drive it and not like that. It was not even close to a drive. No, um, no. six and a bit. I think worst case scenario. This is kind of the make or break game for the season now. I mean, you could say Georgia, but I don't think anyone really expects Georgia to be a win now. Um, I still think we're a bit better than Louisville, so I'm not super worried about that. So it's like this is the game that's like, are they actually going to make this into a decent season and go to a decent bowl, or have they kind of given up and said we didn't reach our goals of the SEC championship? You think this is the difference between the eight and four, seven and five season? Uh, yeah, because I think Louisville's very, very likely a win, and I think Georgia's very, very likely a loss, and I think what's Bandy's likely also a win. So this this game, and I just see, like, if you go to that better bowl and you play a team, say you get, like, uh, I'm trying to think of who would be in that uh, sphere of teams. You could even play, like, a Texas or yep. – like uh, what would be great would be a middle tier ACC team because we would destroy them. Destroy if them, you yeah. could go to a bowl like with a twenty, a top twenty ranked ACC team and beat them, it kind of keeps you in that we didn't have that bad of a year. If you go seven five, you're going to go to a cold bowl that nobody really wants to go to and play somebody not that good. And it, it's it, I don't know, it just like the the where everybody thinks the season went. I know seven five eight and four doesn't seem that much different, but to me, it's a massive difference in how the whole season's viewed. I agree. Um, I would also say that for the future of the program, there is a fair bit of difference between, for me, eight and four and seven and five. I think the coaches could talk to recruits and say, hey, we lost to South Carolina with a backup quarterback. This was really a nine and three season. I think the recruits would buy into that. Um, I think if we can keep it somewhat close at Georgia, it gets us a bit of credibility back. But you lose to Missouri and Missouri and you go seven and five, all of a sudden those four and five stars that we thought were going to be coming, even some guys on the team that we thought might be staying, I genuinely think that it's going to be it's going to be a battle. we got Texas and Oklahoma coming into the SEC soon. I think this is a massive game, not only for the future, but for obviously for the current program. With Stoops, um, Scangarello, Brad White, like you've got to be able to show that we can't, that they have a plan and they have an ability to not just turn one loss into two all the time. We have to show that this means more to us than, you know, what we've shown sometimes, which is as soon as we lose to a big team, that we think we hype ourselves up like we're going to beat them. As soon as we lose to them, it turns into a disaster and we drop two or three. We always drop a game we shouldn't. Now, I'm hoping that's South Carolina. But it's it's a local time. It's 11 a.m. starting Missouri Miles. We know what that's like. It's cold. Missouri get about 25 people there. The Golden Girls are still somehow full of energy, and you're looking off to the sideline. It's, it's a tough one, and I, I'm worried about this one. No, I am as well. And the 11 a.m. start time, like, I don't even think people realize, because normally we probably wake up, 
or we, I say we went, we get ready to go and like start stretching and going through stuff and have our meal like four ish hours before the game. Yes. Something like I that, believe. maybe four and a half. So, like when you have an afternoon game, Stoops let you sleep in. Breakfast and first things are probably like 10 30. So, you sleep until about 10 28. Um, when it's a night game, you get you get that wake up plus a mid afternoon nap. Oh, hold on, hold on. But, but explain it. Explain the difference. It is the only time, probably in the whole year, some of these players wake up at six a.m. No, and it I is. I would but, say the normal wake up time is ten a.m. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we normally, you wake up Saturday at ten, even for your classes. Like what your class probably starts at nine or ten because I know they all go to class every day. So nobody's getting up at six. And then this day of the year, you've got to get up at probably six or six thirty and start your day. And it's obvious, no offense to Missouri, but like if you were on the road playing an 11 o'clock game at Georgia for the number one, you'd be really hyped. The, the atmosphere isn't there this week. They know and that. I, now, Stu yeah. usually has some tricks up his sleeves to kind of like put his head through a whiteboard or something to fire him up yeah. a little bit. But it really is tougher this week than normally and I, get and up for the game. It sounds silly, and that's why I say it'll test the character of the team. But unfortunately, these are young guys that probably don't have a level of consistency in their mood yet. And when it's like sometimes when you wake up a six-year-old or a five-year-old or a four-year-old, now I haven't done that personally, but when you used to think back to when you were young and you get woken up too early, it just it's just a fighting, I'm not doing anything day, I'm not doing the right thing. And I'm serious, there's some 18, 19, 20-year-olds on that team that still do those kind of things. That's why it's the test of character. I have that fight with myself every day still. Like yeah, It's correct. not just a four, five, and six-year-old. It's how I yeah. feel now. Yeah. And um, it's seriously, and and it's a it's a challenge that people underestimate, but I, I'm, I'm not kidding. That's why it will show the professionalism of the team. It shouldn't matter, but it really does sometimes. Like, that's not an exaggeration to say this is probably the only time that these guys wake up before 9 a.m. because we practice always in the afternoons. We have our class. Most guys, and you know what it's like, every class is set to as late as possible in the day as you possibly can. So you don't have to be getting up at six. It's going to test the professionalism of some of these guys. For sure, for sure. Going back to what you were saying, too, about the future of the program, I think if you look at where we're trending right now, it doesn't look great this year. And like you were saying with Texas and Oklahoma, if you're Texas's coach, Sark, and you're going to recruit guys, and it's between there and Oklahoma, and I'm a high school five-star right now, there's no doubt to me which program between those two is trending in the right direction. Texas beat Oklahoma, what was it, 49-0. Yep. to zero. Yep. Texas nearly beat Bama. Oklahoma's had a terrible year. Is Oklahoma that much worse than Texas? I don't know. But it would be easy to sell me that Texas is going up and Oklahoma's going down. And that's the exact same pitch that Missouri, Tennessee, even South Carolina could be given to the recruits versus Kentucky. And unless Kentucky can bounce back and get a good win here, it's something that would definitely be in the back of the minds of some of the top recruits and maybe even some of the guys on Kentucky's team now, which is the more worrisome thing. Okay. How many points, in your opinion, on offense – Get Scangarello. So it's clearly there's been a lot of talk, but what, what gets Scangarello out of the hot water? How many points do we need? We talked about it yesterday and this morning, obviously now. I think part of it will depend on how the game's going. Like, is it slow and stuff? But I'll say – I'd say if he gets 28 plus – no, I said 24. 24 plus with a win, 
which I think that'll win the game. I think people will not be as upset. So you think so? Twenty four is enough for you against Missouri? Yeah, because like like I said, it depends on how the game goes. I know how Stoops is going to play this one if they get up. He's going to want to go back a little bit to his old bully ball play defense stuff. If Kentucky wins, like so, okay, well hold on, hold on, then if he if it's if you're saying Stoops wants to go back to it, then is it Scangarello's fault? No, I mean, I sort of like it depends on how the game's going. If if we win like twenty four to ten and they get a late touchdown, if it's twenty four three late and we've just possessed the ball and destroyed them and they may score late and make it twenty four ten or something, like if we've dominated time of possession and moved the ball, we just haven't had that many possessions total, and twenty four points that that's a pretty decent performance. Okay, but I want okay, but so do you think that some of the problems on offense then? in your opinion, are because Stoops likes to play a certain way? No, I don't think that's the offensive. I mean, that, I think that can lead to less points being scored. Like, we talked about the Ole Miss game. We turned the ball over some, which yeah. whoever you can say that's on whoever. I thought some of it was on Will. Some of it may have been on Scangarello. It was on everybody together. The O-line didn't play great. But the offense moved the ball really, really well that game, and I thought played a pretty okay. good game outside of the turnovers, and they yep. what, scored 19 points. Yeah. So I don't think it's on – I mean, I think the main thing, obviously, this year has been the offensive line. I don't think it's been Stoops. But. You know what I would like to see sometimes? I I watched Philly last night. You would – I'm not sure if you were watching. I think you were watching UTEP Rice. But I, I, watched, I watched the end of Philly. Yeah, I watched Philly-Houston last night. And they're – oh, <laughs> clearly, they're an NFL offense, as we like to keep terming our offense. But at times, they go fast. At times, they go really fast to try and catch the other team off guard. Their, their thing has been like, I mean, obviously, they'll huddle, and at times, they go slow. But as soon as they feel like they've got the team on the back foot, they're pushing the tempo, and they get up to the line, and they go, and they go. Don't let them get set up. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think – I haven't seen that from us. Even when we're pushing the ball, I haven't seen that from us. A nice bit of tempo to keep moving the ball. I'd like to see that. Uh, that's the only difference. Now, I'm not a – Clearly not an offensive coordinator. But I haven't seen that from us. And I think at times it's important to mix up the tempo, is it not? I agree with you. I think that would be nice to see. I would say if you maybe even behind closed doors ask Gangarello why, one, I guess it's just not his philosophy. But two, I will give him, it seems with, there's a little bit of inexperience across the offense outside of like Will and Chris. Even on the offensive line, there's some new guys. Obviously the receivers are pretty young it probably is harder to go fast and communicate things well with guys that haven't played as much. But at this point in the season, they should already be accustomed to it and be ready to go. I'm with you. I'd like me, to see some different stuff this week. For me, I would like to see against this team, seriously, I would like to see 35 points. I, I, I'm not saying we're going to get it. I'm not saying we're going to get it. But I'd like to see 35. I'd just like to see the ability to score against an SEC team in, in bunches. Like, I haven't seen it yet. So... I'd love to see us be able to do that. I think it I think it lies in all areas. I think it lies in O-line. I think it lies in Will's play. And I think the wide receivers need to show a little bit more energy. They looked a little bit flat last week, which was surprising seeing we're going to play number one team in the country. Now, Chris Rodriguez is our man of the, the, the offense. He never lets us down. He's a man doing what he has to do, Miles. This segment, boys do what they want to do, men do what they have to do, or for short, as we always do, BDWTWTDMDWTHTD, just to save time. Boy, 
Boys do what they want to do, Miles. Men do what they have to do. We got up this morning. We didn't pull the covers up. We didn't hit snooze on the alarm. You know, we didn't just say it's too cold, it's too wet, I'm not going outside today. No, no, no. We woke up. We're men doing what we have to do. Who is your boy and who is your man this week? I did hit the snooze once this morning. I apologize. I, I hit it <laughs> one time. Only once. Um, I actually have one of each this week. Yep. The boy, mm -hmm. not even born yet. Wow. Okay. So I don't I don't know if we do you want to do you want to announce something on the show? Is that what you're doing? Potentially. It's not mine. <laughs> okay. It's not mine. We'll start there. It's not my kid. Um unable to come to the breeders this Saturday, headed to my cousin's gender reveal. Wow. She is uh very excited. She found out uh, a little bit ago that she's pregnant and she's having her gender reveal. What is today? Friday. So tomorrow. So potentially. A boy, not confirmed, but potentially. And she knew the man? Uh, she is married. Yes, yeah, she is married. She knows the man very well, I think. Do you know um, how they're planning to do it? Or is that just because I always think it's funny how people go to extravagant lengths to do these gender reveals? So I don't I don't know the full details. I know that the invitation that my parents got to it had something to do with the movie Up on it. <laughs> Okay. Like with the balloons in the hot air balloon. I don't know if that's going to tie into how they're announcing it. Because it seems to me if it's certain colored balloons, everyone would kind of know from the get-go. But I don't, I'm excited to see I mean, what they're... I mean, they sometimes do that is. one, don't they? Where they have the black balloon and they pop it and the and all the black, and, uh, whatever. I could see there. that. Yeah, all the paint or okay. whatever. Are you I a, could see that. You don't strike me, and I, I think you know my answer. Do you think you'll ever be a gender reveal person? Uh, well, one... I don't know if this is the case in this scenario. Sometimes it's not really up to you or me. It's more the uh, the other party that may want that. I'd rather just if the you doctor got to say, vote. hey, I'd, no, I'd be like, hey, it's a boy. Just tell me. Yeah. Honestly, so you, actually, I'd rather. Not I'd only rather, do you not want to do a gender reveal, you want to know what it is before it's born. I don't think so. I was about to say that. I actually would okay. rather just find out when it comes out. Yeah. The only thing with that that I will say that's practical is it does help a little bit of the planning and like gifts of stuff that you know what it's going to be. And if I offered you minus 110 on the gender, are you betting on your own kid's gender? Um, of course, yes. That <laughs> Those will be available, yes. Yeah, that actually may be, I may do a gender reveal and it'd be like a casino type setup. Of, we've got prop bets and we've got that's the actually, whole thing set up. That's actually really good. That's the one time I think I would allow gender reveal is I'll hold my own little sports book. And then I like that chuck lot, bets on what it is. And then I'm <laughs> going to put like, I'm going to put a boy and a girl in some sort of fake race and just race them around to the finish line. That would actually be pretty good. I this like is that. not going to be good tomorrow if this turns, if it's actually a girl, but I'm just going to keep it with a boy for now. <laughs> All right. Um, my man of the week, Miles is there was a basketball game against Kentucky State last night and there was a man on the sideline with his top button done up just absolutely laying into to a Capri Sun. Is Didn't, that what it without, was? Without the straw, I think it was a Capri Sun. It was. I've got to narrow it down to two things because there's no way it was the thing that everyone thought it was because that's giving him too much credit. With a man that's about, what would he be, 80, he'd be mid-80s, mid to late 80s, maybe early 90s. <laughs> um, it's one of two things. A little Capri Sun apple juice that he's just sucking down 
or because I think it was past about 7 p.m. at night, and we all know that would be about his bedtime. It's just a nice little glass of warm milk. I'd respect it if it was just like straight scotch. Just something, just just skip the beer. I just want the hard stuff. So for those that didn't see it, Mitch Barnhart last night captured in a photo, courtside at the game, and the angle that it looked, it looked like a beer. Now, there's no way it's a beer because, one, I don't think Mitch would even know what beer is. Well, he sells it to the rich people. But besides that, I don't think he would have ever consumed one. Two, Miles, I just can't see him being casual Mr. like preseason basketball game. I'm just going to knock back a couple. Definitely not. Like He's not like a Philadelphia Eagles fan that's like just throwing down eight Bud Lights casually at a game, like especially an exhibition game. Whatever it is, it's not even doesn't even count, does it? Towards the win loss, no. this is not the time to be busting out, you know, the beer. No, not yet, not yet. And you wait till the elite eight when we're really worried when we play a team that we have no business losing to. That's when if you he, can bust them out. I'm gonna swap him the boy because of that. But if he actually was just like that's kind of what I want to see in my AD. I wouldn't mind seeing him throw back a few beers on the sideline in a preseason basketball game. I mean, that really set the tone. It would. Wouldn't it? Because I think it leads perfectly into your man, if I'm not correct, or if I am correct. That is a very nice setup you just had. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz, coach, drink. The nerd. nerd. The nerd. Yeah. Uh, a lot the of people like, Bill oh, Gates. Yeah. Uh, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Musk. Elon. Yeah, Elon, yeah. Raven Butler, just some evil geniuses. Steve and then Jobs, Eli Drinkwitz. Is no longer yeah. with us. Wow, that was a tough one. And then All there's right. Elijah Drinkwitz. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're playing Missouri this week. Why is their head coach your man of the week? He, in a press conference, in not so many words, said he knows it's tough and that everybody has to make sacrifices this week. You think he's talking about his own team? No. The fans need to get up and drink early. I know it's tough, he said, to crack that first beer at 10.30 a.m., but, you know, we all got to make sacrifices this week, and that's what I need you all to do. Basically said, I need everyone drunk at this game to make it rowdy for Kentucky. It already will be because there's Golden Girls there, but actually is encouraging the early beer. Um, I wonder if he's going to have any of that early as well. Yeah. Um, and then Mitch said, well, seeing as he wanted us to start early, let's just start on a Thursday night. I mean, he's really – they're just going to keep moving it back until it's like they just drink all week, which is kind of a kind of a fun way to go about it, I guess. All right. Back to the game real quick. Um, defense is going to be interesting. No DeAndre Square, no Jacquez Jones, no quarterback of the defense, Miles. Uh, how much is that going to hurt us? Uh, we talked about it yesterday. I still think Brad White's kind of the guru, and I think he'll have a good plan. I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting battle to see because you know Missouri will basically attack exactly that, the inexperience and probably those slight drop-off and play at that position. Um, but I think – Brad White will have a plan to kind of counter and disguise and cover that up this week. So hopefully we see something good in the game plan-wise. I even told you I think Stoops may dip his toe in the water this week, get back to his coordinating days because he doesn't like drink wits. I think him and Brad White may combine for quite the effort this week on defense. I agree. I agree. Uh, Stoops has dipped his toe in the water against Missouri before. I remember a couple of years ago, Miles. No, last year, I'm sorry. Coach Cohen, great offensive coordinator now at the Rams, calls a timeout. We're a little bit disorganized. Word has from some people in the huddle. Stoops just 
broke the land speed record to get over to the huddle, said, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 Coach Cohen, hey, have you got this, 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 and this? Pointing out some routes, trying to, I don't know what he was doing. He was just flailing his arms in the air like he does sometimes when his Starbucks is late. He said, have you got this, this, and this, and routes? Cohen's like, I mean, yeah. What would you like to do? Run it. Run it. So <laughs> Cohen doesn't have a choice. They come out of the timeout. They run it. Touchdown, Kentucky. Apparently, the legend goes, walks along the sideline, winks at Cohen, says, anytime you need me, I'm just down the hole. Yeah. The, th the thing about that story, too, is as much as we gas him up on here, I think a lot of people listening would go, that's, I'm sure that's a funny story, like, whatever. No, that actually happened. It happened, yeah. That seriously actually happened, Yeah, which yeah. is so good. That's hey, what I was I, telling you. I, um, I think to get back to the defense, I, I'm with you. It's going to be interesting, but I don't really see them as a problem. I don't see the whole need to talk about them. One thing I will talk about that has been disgraceful this year, disgraceful is pretty harsh, underwhelming is special teams. Now, scoop for your miles this week you will see a difference in the kicking game, not necessarily personnel, but the operation of the kicking. Now, whether people notice it or not, I'm not sure because it's going to be somewhat intricate. But talking to the people that I talk to, there will be a difference in the kicking game this week. Swinging and I'm not punning, kicking field goals. The swinging gate. They're going there to swinging been, gate. Yeah, yeah. There has been a, what would you say? NASA rocket put underneath <laughs> Louis Matsakis's uh, rear end. And he's basically been told you to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Definition of insanity, Miles, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Stoop said, no more of that. We're not doing the same thing. No, no more. We're changing it up. I want to see something change this week. So Louis come up with something, I think, that's going to change things up. What do you think about that? You're a kicker. Yeah. I don't know what the change is. I think you know in the back of your head. I, we haven't talked about it enough, so I don't know. I will wait and give my uh, uneducated opinion after I see what they've done. I don't I, hate changing it up, though, because obviously it hasn't been working. I, uh, I just don't think it's the thing to do. Well, Seven games in. I just don't think you can – so you know as a kicker, you can't mess with a kicker's routine – Structure now has it been working? No, I that's, guess that's what I was going to say. I'll play. But if you knew the change, you I've not told you. If you knew the change, you'd be like, I don't know about that, because it. Trust me, I, it's I, uh, okay. Just let's see. Let's see how it goes this weekend. Okay, well, just watch the kicking game. Let's see how it goes. See what the results are. Hey, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But there's definitely going to be a change. That's all I'm going to say. I don't hate. I'm with what you're saying because kickers are very much, you need to stick to the same routine. Sometimes we eat and drink the same things before. Like we're superstitious sometimes. Like things are weird. We're weird people. Don't mess with us too much. But I, there's just been not enough success this year where you've got to try something different. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, then go back to what you're doing and say that was stupid. But at least you've tried something else. Yeah. So a man that doesn't like to mix things up, 37 run plays to the left against NC State as the new offensive coordinator in the bowl game, Vince Marrow did not know you had to change the play calls to run right. He didn't have the, to. Didn't, don't, didn't have to. We got the win. He's our favorite coach besides the big man. He is a big dog. 
This is our big dog segment of the week, Miles. We have to choose a big dog, as always, that is a 10 or more point underdog to win money line. There is no cover in this. There is no honorable losses. The winner of the big dog of the week, Miles, or should I say winner, the pick of the big dog of the week for you is who? Look through the board. There are several. I think LSU at Bama is a really Oh, by the way, Brent, clearly not being in this week is going to make it a lot easier for the listeners. We've only got the two smart people choosing. So just two this week for us. He couldn't get through. He couldn't get cell service from the cabin, so he couldn't send us his big dog. Should be quick and easy this week with that. Yeah, should be two for two. Um, I think LSU at Bama, or Bama at LSU is going to be a popular upset pick. No, no, that's not. That is not happening. You can cross that off your list. Not even, I don't even think they'll sniff it. Two I have for you this week. Okay. Two. Uh, If you had enough money laying around and you were going to buy yourself a nice new car, Uh would you consider a Cadillac? Would you even think about a Cadillac? Nope. No, you don't like Cadillacs? No. There was a man that played running back in the SEC named Cadillac Williams. One of the greatest running backs the SEC has ever seen. Uh-huh. Do you know what he's doing for a living now? Selling Cadillacs. No, you were wrong. He is the interim head coach for the Auburn Tigers. Wow. They go to Mississippi State this week. He said in his press conference, we're going to get back to Auburn football. We run the ball and we play good defense and we have fun. And Cam, you st- Cam Newton is starting the QB. <laughs> Maybe. He brings Cam Newton back. Yeah. Cadillac may put the pads on himself. I like Auburn it. Goes, Auburn goes to Mississippi State and takes down the air raid. The other one, two terrible football teams. I, no one will watch the game. But New Mexico is 14.5-point dogs at Utah State. Wow. New Mexico, Utah State can't be favored by that over anyone. New yeah. Mexico goes in and wins. Don't watch it. Just take the money and move on. Love that. Uh, our former long snapper at the University of Kentucky has moved on to a team that has fired their head coach. Oh, my, the Charlotte, yes. The Charlotte 49ers, Miles, he he messages me weekly. I think we're terrible. I think we're great. I think we're terrible. I think we're great. I think we're terrible. He cannot make up his mind. I think when the head coach gets fired, it probably normally means you're pretty terrible. But they had a huge win last week, an absolutely massive win over the Rice Owls. Rice. Owls. The Owls, yeah. Yes. This yes. week, they go back to back. Tristan, Ke- I'm just rooting for him to keep his job at the end of the year. So the Charlotte 49ers are 16-point underdogs against Western Kentucky. I know it's an unpopular pick, but West- the former Bailey Zappi Western Kentucky Mountaineers. Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers, that's all right, correct. And the Charlotte 49ers go down and take it out. So we have Charlotte, New Mexico State, and Auburn. Auburn. Yes. Very good, very good. I like that. I like that. So keep track of those. All right, Miles, we've got two minutes left on the Zoom. Give me your prediction for this week. I want a player of the week. I want something to watch for. I want to score. I think Drinkwitz is going to muddy the game up like they always tend to do with us. It's 11 a.m. like we talked about. Everyone's wiping the crusty off their eyes at, at kickoff. It's ugly. It's gross. We don't look good early. But at halftime, one of the greatest speeches of all time is going to come from the big man himself. Man of the week and the player of the week is not a player. It is Coach Stoops for the halftime speech. I think you're going to see an all-time Stoops defensive effort this week against a team that people don't think that's good, but Missouri is actually pretty good. Kentucky wins 27-10. Wow. Wow. 
And Love like, it. not it's not even that's it's it's way way easier of a win than that even sounds. And you'd say three scores sounds easy. No, it's it's more of a blowout than that even sounds. No, 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 no. way more, way way more. I've continually continuously woken up on a Monday and had a level head and basically predicted every game. And then by the Saturday, have talked myself into us winning by 30 each week. I'm not doing that this week. I said I would not. This is my prediction, Miles. It's 11 a.m. We're going to Missouri. I didn't see a, a whole lot of things that I liked in post-game press conferences. I think we go down there. I think it's going to be ugly. I really do. I don't. I can't see. Everyone wants us to put up points. We're not going to put up points. Everyone wants us to play this free. It's not going to happen. This is going to be a battle. I think they're going to load the box, make Will throw the ball. Hopefully our wide receivers have some energy about him. I, I think we... I. I think we lose, Miles. I think we lose 13-10. 13-10. Thicker kicker with a win with a kick against us. I hate to say it. I think we lose 13-10. Thicker kicker with the game winner. Miles, it's been good having you. I hope that prediction's not right. I hate to finish the podcast like this. Um, who knows if we'll ever see Brent again? But it was good. It's been great. I'm off to Breeders' Cup. You have a great Friday and Saturday. Can you give us a Breeders' Cup prediction quick before uh, you go? Cave, Cave Rock, brother of Chain Rock, will win his race. Flatline win? Flatline win, yes. Pipeline win, okay. yes. You like the chalk, I see. All right. Enjoy, All right. Breeders. Yeah.